Hi, this is Catherine Lorimer and welcome to the next episode of my my wellbeing journey. Um, this time I'm talking about smear tests, which aren't particularly pleasant, but they are quite necessary. So I got a letter asking me to go for a smear test, actually at the beginning of the year. Now I know it is October, but as I've been going through so much, I didn't really fancy scheduling one in. And I was in Scotland at the time when I got the letter um, and I just, you know, I just put it off. And I also got a reminder and I'm ashamed to say I completely ignored that as well. And in fact, I did actually have to make a confession um, during a meeting involving Public Health Scotland about cervical cancer that said, actually, do you know what? We need to keep doing this because uh, I uh, I didn't actually I ignore both my letters. So anyway, I moved down to England, um, although I'm still working for NHS Scotland. Um, and I registered with the doctors down here and I've received another letter. So I thought, well, do you know what? I better arrange my smear test this time. Um, particularly also because I am a gynecological cancer auditor who does cervical cancer. Um, so I've seen time and time again um, women who've been diagnosed with cervical cancer who've never had a smear test or have missed tests um, and then sometimes the cancer is at quite a late stage so I know how important it is to get them done and I know it's something that we don't look forward to and I know we put it off but the reality is is that any precancerous cells if they're detected then it's a simple procedure just to have them removed before they become cancerous um, and sometimes an early stage cancer 1A is detected um, again but because it's been caught really early then nothing else needs to be done. Um, so and I think that people may have um, think that if you get cancer it means chemotherapy but actually if you catch it early enough then sometimes it's just a surgical procedure. Um, so obviously everything else you know the earlier the better you catch it. So I called the doctors at 10am only to be told there was actually an appointment available at 11am that day. The receptionist did say, is that too early? I replied, no, better to get over and done with. So off to the surgery I went and I'm called into the surgery and gone are the days of metal spectrums warmed in water and a wooden spatula to collect the sample. Now it's a plastic and a small brush and it doesn't even cause any discomfort especially if it is being performed by someone who with as much experience as I could see this sister had. She asked if I, she asked me if I needed someone to hold my hand. That's not actually what she says. I can't recall the exact words, but that's what she, essentially what she meant. Now, I certainly wouldn't want my mother here, and I can't really think of anybody else that I'd want, apart from maybe the puppy, but I don't think she'd be much use. So I usually do all my tests alone anyway. I had fertility issues early in my marriage and my ex-husband was adamant that he didn't want children so I attended all of the appointments alone. I don't remember if he offered to come with me or not, I just remember being alone at all of them. I went through early menopause when I was 30, hot flushes were a nightmare. I don't recall if I was hormonal, I probably was. I remember the consultant who told me that I had no eggs left and that if I wanted children I would need an egg donor and it was a lot to take in. And I remember her bad side manner it was really, really awful. I don't usually complain, but I actually mentioned it to my doctor. Um, and the thing that really annoyed me was that my ex-husband didn't even ask me about the results. I had to process this all on my own. And although I said I didn't want any children, it was still a bit of a shock. And it would have nice to have been able to at least chat it over with him. 
and I ended up blurting out the results to him at a dinner party. I was that cross with him that he hadn't asked me. And I remember my friend Tony was really great. He was really supportive. Thanks, Tony. So back to my smear test. It is usually a rigmarole of the spectrum being inserted and they can't always find the cervix and the sister looks at all these things all the time. And so if she sees something like that doesn't look right, then she'll know. So I always ask if it looks okay. Apparently I have some cells outside my cervix that are normal and one of the reasons for postquartal bleeding, if that's how you pronounce it, I'm not really sure. This is useful information as I know this is also one of the signs of endometrial cancer which is more often than not caught at a really early stage. A quick push to collect some cells and that was it and she'll let, she let me know that they also test for HPV now as there is linked to some cancers, including head and neck cancer. So another reason why it is important to have a smear test. Now I've got the results back. They haven't needed to test my cells because I don't have HPV. So the likelihood of me getting cervical cancer is actually really, really low. So that's most excellent news. I don't have to worry also, maybe you're not getting some other cancer types um, because I don't have HPV, but they'll still check me again in three years time. So if you haven't been, then please pick up the phone, call your sister and arrange for to make an appointment as soon as you can.